Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The White House mocked last year for tweeting, planning a cookout this year, ketchup on the news. According to the Farm Bureau, the cost of a 4th of July barbecue is down from last year. And it's a fact you must heard. Hey. Hot dog. The Biden economic plan is working, and that's something we can all relish. Oh, boy. Well, they're I, don't, I don't mind puns like that. That sort of thing doesn't bother me. The fact that they're spinning an economy that everybody recognizes everything is so expensive this way is just hilarious. Well, no, that was last year oh, okay, when the okay. cost of the cookout oh, okay, was, gotcha. st- was actually stable. It was down 16 cents from 2020, mm-hmm. but that was 8% higher. Well, bad news, everybody, I'm afraid. Uh, this year, the White House is not celebrating. According to the Farm Bureau's new report, U.S. consumers are paying uh, $10 more for their favorite Independence Day cookout foods. Ten bucks? Yes, yes, including cheeseburgers, pork chops, chicken breasts, potato salad, strawberries, and ice cream. That's a $10, 17% up from last year, which is the largest year-to-year increase. Uh, and uh, the biggest increase occurred uh, with ground beef, which is up 36%. Yeah, I've noticed. Time for roadkill burgers, kids. Where's Fluffy, Daddy? Oh, Fluffy's fine. <laughs> Fluffy's uh, gone to live on a farm must upstate. Be, must be under the couch or something. Anyway, time for dinner. Um, uh, I just spent uh, several days with family, grandma and grandpa, uncles, cousins, all that sort of stuff, getting together. And uh, 
Ate like a hog. Ate like like it was my job. Like there's no such thing as calories. Like like it just like it doesn't matter. Like there are no repercussions from how much crap you eat. Eating like a condemned man. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's all over at midnight tonight. So what the hell? Might as well. That's the way I ate. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what, it's funny. I hadn't even thought about that. My weight is pretty good right now. Um, it's where it ought to be, like at the high end of where it ought to be, but at least it's in the range. It just dawned on me. I've got uh, like family traipsing through, traipsing through, uh, coming to visit. You are for doomed. Like a week and a half solid. There's something about the family get together. You are doomed. Oh. We, we went out to eat at a breakfast place yesterday, had pancakes the size of manhole covers. Just, it was insane. Sure. Two hours after you eat lunch, there's cheese and crackers out. Why? Why is that out? Well, I might as well have some. Or, you know, somebody walks around with a plate full of brownies. I'll just grab one of those real quick. (laughs) (laughs) They're small. (laughs) Exactly. A little ice cream with that would be good. You don't want a brownie without an ice cream. No, certainly not. Uh, Final note, uh, economic-wise, economy-wise, U.S. consumer confidence also plunged to 50 this month. If you're not familiar with the scale, that's a 14.5% drop from last month. And the lowest reading since the survey began in the late 70s. Wow. Well, my consumer confidence, I think, is the lowest of my life. Uh, I was too young to really be counted as a consumer in the late 70s, early 80s. I think it's the lowest of my life. I mean, what? I've never actually seen what they ask you. You confident the, or not? Well, I'm a consumer. What do you mean? Am I confident I can like Answer break Answer the you? question. <laughs> All right, I'm confident. There's a yes. I don't. I don't know in what way. Am I confident about the economy? About I, can I pay my bills? Yeah, of course I can pay my bills. I'm, I'm doing okay. But uh, do I think the economy's going down to crappa? Yes, I do. Hmm. Uh, is uh, let's go, Brandon. How do we feel? Mm. What? <laughs> this is Joe Biden's America. <laughs> uh, how are we feeling about America these days? Well, the numbers are still good, but they ain't near as good as they used to be in terms of, are you proud to be an American? A pretty simple question from Gallup. And the lowest number ever in the decades they've been asking this question said they're extremely proud to be an American, 38%. Now, you combine that with the uh, number who say they are very proud, and you're still at two-thirds, 65% of U.S. adults with extremely or very proud. And, you know, that's pretty good. But that is quite a bit down from past years, which I find interesting. Uh, the 38% expressing extreme pride is a historical low. Before 2015, there was never less than 55% of adults who said they were extremely proud. Which, well, the which, universities are churning out more and more indoctrinated kids who've been indoctrinated to hate this country. Now, you know, those 2015 numbers and before makes my heart swell with pride, or maybe that's just the eating I've known over the fact Maybe I have a swollen <laughs> heart, and maybe I should see the doctor. But uh, 55% extremely proud and never went below that number. Now we're at 38%. However, extreme national pride in the United States has been trending downward since 2015, following below, falling below the majority in 2018. It's now 20 points lower than it was a decade ago. I think that's pretty interesting for a country. Wow. Isn't it? Wow. Has that happened yeah. in many countries where you're, the number of people who are proud to be from that country dropped 20 points in a decade? Yeah, that's. I'd love to drill down into that. I'd love to see more... Uh... You know, the the questions behind the answers. I mean, why? Has your answer changed over the last 10 years? Why? 
Yeah. Why, or why are you proud? Why are you not proud? That'd be good. Now, uh, Tim Sandifer retweeted somebody saying, I think a better question would be, are you grateful to be an American? Better, Maybe better framing it than proud. Because, hmm. you know, because proud gets into some of the things that, you know, the university crowd would be unhappy about. I'm not proud of any country that has a Supreme Court that would take away a woman, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think that crowd would change their answer. Probably. But I don't know. You're probably right. Republicans' pride in being American has consistently outpaced Democrats and independents, um, and still does. But Republicans' extreme national proud, 58%, is now at its lowest point ever in the trend. Independents' extreme pride, 34%, also the lowest. Uh, Democrats are hanging around at about 22%. Um. All major party groups show double-digit declines in pride over the last decade. I, I think I have. I've my pride is less than it was. Okay, how come? Part, part, well, partly because because you're the, a bad American. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not a patriot. I'm a bad person. No, it's because and and I've discussed this. We've discussed this uh, a handful of times recently. For instance, the American university system, which was the greatest knowledge production. Um, you know, entity ever in the history of mankind is dismantling itself and ruining itself in a lot of ways. Um, the American public education system, which was the envy of much of the world, is becoming a far left indoctrination factory. So if you'd asked me 25 years ago, are you proud? Are you very proud of America's educational system? I would have said yes, absolutely, without reservation. Now I would say no. I think it's I think it's severely threatened, and the university thing. And and again, I'm influenced by Jonathan Haidt's uh, recent essay that we've been talking about. But um, I don't think people fully realize how diseased our university system is. Um, it, it's it feels like it's that infection that's gone beyond a minor thing. Ah, that's nothing too. I'm a little concerned about it, and and could cause serious health problems. Well, I was thinking while I was gathered with family, like a lot of a lot of joking and commenting on the president and former president and politics of the day. That just was not a thing at family gatherings when I was my kid's age. Never. There was nobody mm. talking about who was president among the kids. I mean, the kids are talking about this. Wow. When, when I was going to family gatherings in the 70s, I was the same age as them. It just would have been like... What are you talking about if somebody had brought up President Ford for any reason? <laughs> I mean, just what? But now it's just it's the national conversation. I don't think that helps anything. No, and that's a really good point. Yeah, that that's the real national p- pastime, being angry about politics, or at least being engaged in politics all the time. And particularly, which is weird for a, a society that was designed to not have the government interfering with your your business all the time. And particularly, I'm guessing there are plenty of family gatherings where it was exactly the same. It was just the other side of the uh, the 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 you know bifurcated coin of uh, blaming the other side that we've got going on right now. It's because. This this constant the 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 country is going to hell and it's because of those bastards. And that's the national pastime. Those bastards yeah. are ruining the country, and if we don't do something, we're going to lose it all. You can't survive that on both sides all the time. No, right. that doesn't sound great. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Joe Getty. What a personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Pull that bad and care. 
True international average of pressure. Ah, the classics. So those are classics, and we've played them a lot on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We have a new one that is coming out of a 4th of July speech from Joe Biden. Here's how it goes. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot, excuse me. <laughs> That's a single word. What was, was that it? with four H's or three? What was he trying to say? Can I hear just what? can I hear just the, the Biden? He go ahead. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot, excuse me. American can be summed up in a single word. Again? I was going to foot him uh, foot. foot Foothills of the Himalayas is, is one guess. Oh, we're actually guessing. Okay, play it one more time. I was the foot him, uh, foot, foot, American me. can be summed up in one word. Foothills of the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Give it to me one more time. Mike. I was the foot him, uh, foot, foot, excuse me. I was in, I, I don't have a clue. No, I don't actually either. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot, me. Sounds just like it. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, there's definitely an I was in the. Right? I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. I was in the foothills of the Himalayas. Is that actually true, Hanson? Is that actually what, what a Sherpa said to me? Okay, America so that, can be well, summarized in one word, okay, liberty. Okay, okay, okay. I thought that was a joke. So that's what he actually said. I was in the foothills of the Himalayas. Excuse but, me, the foothills then, of the Himalayas. But then what Xi does he... Jinping. Okay. Traveling with him, I guess we traveled 17,000 miles on his vice president. I don't know that for a fact. Well, what? wait a second. Now I'm confused again. Uh, <laughs> Even what? when he makes sense, he's, he's the king of the old man digression. What the hell was that? <laughs> so, okay, so this is the actual clip. I want to hear this. Go ahead. Excuse okay. me. The foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. No, no, what is that? Who says that? I once lifted 300 pounds over my head. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I mean, what? what? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Does he ever get to a point? I make $85,000 a year. I don't know that for a fact. Well, I mean, who, who makes a statement about something and then says, yeah, I don't actually I, know that? Or did he slur? They said, uh, they said uh, I traveled. They said, I. did he say they said? Go ahead. Excuse me. The foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. I desrum traveled 17,000 miles. I don't know. I I'm can't a, tell I'm a little over six feet tall. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> Does what? he ever get to the what the freaking word is? <laughs> What's the one word? Do we have the refs to that or what? <laughs> Maybe the one word is bad. I had a calf care. <laughs> well, we'll continue to try to figure this out. All right. We will not rest until you will know what the one word is that describes America. You know what I think about pop psychiatry? Yes, I know what you think about everything. Can't get enough of those Crane brothers. It looks like the long-awaited Frasier reboot is finally happening. Kelsey Grammer on CBS's The Talk revealing they are in the final stages of script production. He said shooting could begin in October. It'll debut on Paramount+. Plus. The original Frasier with Grammer and David Hyde Pierce went off the air 18 years ago. I suddenly feel like having a beer. No word yet on other cast members returning. John Mahoney, who played Martin Crane, passed away in 20. 
2018. Grammer says that'll be addressed in the first episode. Well, then he won't be on the show. Probably the, not. The no. dad. but f- f- or, or I have him on as a waxy-looking CGI like the uh, Star Wars movies tried to do. But Frazier, <laughs> Frazier and Niles are going to be the same? Yeah. They're going to do the show? How old, how old is he? 70? Uh, Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. Oh, he's got to be. He's got to yeah. be old. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Somebody look it up. He's Man. honored. I'll I'll bet they threw a s load of money at him. I'll bet they threw a ton of money. I'll bet they threw so much money. I don't. I don't need to see the script. Tell me when to be there. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's sixty-seven. He's sixty-seven. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. He's, he always had like an older than he was uh, persona. He's an aging ra- radio psychiatrist. Is that what he was? I don't even remember the show. It went off the air twenty freaking years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what was his uh, his engineer gal's name? Daphne. The, Daphne, the Michelangelo of the Fraser oh, no, 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 no. I'm listening. Uh, no, that that was the British girlfriend. She, Michael, not not hey, Rose. Hey, or... hey, hey, if it, it might be Rose, might be Daphne, or maybe before you open the mic, you should get your facts straight, son. <laughs> All right. If you're gonna start blasting out Fraser trivia, get it right. Right. Uh, I think uh, okay. Rose is right. Yeah. Anyway, but she's she's like a. Well into middle-aged woman at this point, so who knows? But, they, you know, come on. The wisecracking between the two of them was world-class. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's all about the script, though. We know that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that many times. It's all about the script. You get the right actors in the ensemble thing. That's awesome. Then you have to get the script. So could come together fine. Um, if you're old enough to remember Frazier, you're probably old enough to have regular knee pain. I liked this New York Post clickbait headline. New York it's Post. One of my favorite transitions you've ever unleashed on us. Well done. <laughs> New York Post is the best with their clickbait. Here's their story. My knee pain turned out to be a rare cancer, and I had my leg amputated. Oh, so boy. if your knee hurts, probably cancer, probably going to lose your leg. Just letting you know to start your day. Side by side with this woman with enormous boobs has knee pain, too. (laughs) Who's the youngest self-made billionaire woman in the United States? You know, Forbes puts out these lists all the time because people must click on these billionaire lists a lot. But the youngest self-made billionaire woman right now is Rihanna, knocking Mm. Kim Kardashian to second place. Rihanna, at age 34, is a freaking billionaire. Wow. God dang it. Well, she does the music stuff, obviously, I and is huge, but uh, what, makeup, fashions, yeah, that sort of thing? She's crazy hot and advertises all kinds of different, uh, yeah, um, uh, self-care products and everything like that. Uh, she's the only billionaire under 40 on the list at all. 34-year-old Rihanna is a billionaire. By the way, uh, Kardashian's now 41 with a net worth of about $2 billion. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole trend of if you achieve a certain amount of fame in anything, you become a brand mm. and, and you uh, extend that brand to clothing and, and, and uh, makeup, like I said, and whatever else. Um, I, I totally respect it as a capitalist. It's interesting. But please don't call these people artists when they're they're cranking out machine written you know, a pop pablum, then turning it into a hyper wealth as a lipstick salesperson. I mean, it's just, it's a different game. Want to look like Rihanna? Be born with one equi- in a quintillion genetics and work out constantly. Or just use this lipstick. Yeah, yeah, I might uh, touch up that uh, ad slogan there, but that's the point, yeah. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. Well, uh, what a pleasure it is to welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Ilya Shapiro, Director of Constitutional Studies at Manhattan Institute, previously the Executive Director and Senior Lecturer at the Georgetown Center for the Constitution, which we will be discussing uh, with Mr. Shapiro. Uh, sir, welcome. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Week two of my new job at the Manhattan Institute, uh, still working from my home in Virginia, not moving to New York, but it's uh, interesting times with the Supreme Court and lots of other things going on. Indeed, yeah, and we're anxious to talk to you about the recent Supreme Court uh, decisions. But before we get to that, uh, we have discussed your situation, uh, your experience with Georgetown a fair amount, uh, read your absolutely terrific letter of resignation. Um, just on that topic, uh, after your admittedly uh, poorly worded tweets about Joe Biden limiting his Supreme Court selection to a black woman and how that didn't really serve the country, uh, Georgetown was mad at you, had a months-long investigation. And then when when you left, the dean said that we're more than we're we're our priority is protecting uh, free speech and expression and and dr shapiro was more than uh, welcome to practice that well what's your response to that statement 
Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Well, it was just that the dean of Georgetown Law said, uh, we're not limiting uh, Mr. Shapiro's right to free inquiry and free speech at all. He's welcome to work here. But you decided to leave. Why? Uh, well, they, 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 they are, as I explained in my um, resignation letter, and which I summarized in my Wall Street Journal op-ed when I, when I realized I needed to resign. They were setting me up for a fall. They were saying that any time I said something where somebody complained that they were offended, um, then, then that would constitute a, a hostile educational environment. And as I gave uh, very, some very realistic hypotheticals, that would happen any time, uh, um, you know, say this fall when the court takes up the uh, Harvard Affirmative Action case and I uh, make the analysis that the 14th Amendment prohibits discriminating based on people, uh, based on race in, in admissions, that would, uh, people would complain and there'd be a letter writing campaign and, and away we go. And there's that that sort of Damocles hanging over me. So, in effect, the, the law school rescinded its uh, otherwise good on paper free speech and expression policy. Is that sort of Damocles hanging over the head of a lot of people who would like to speak up at universities around the country, do you think? I think so, absolutely. Uh, there's, it's been made clear that if, that if you diverge from the accepted uh, orthodoxy, then and you're going to get uh, in trouble. And it's not just conservatives or, or libertarians. Kind of old-school liberals are, 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 are feeling this, and occasionally that, that comes out. Uh, I think there was a high-profile resignation last week by a UCLA anthropology professor who's otherwise a liberal Democrat but said that uh, it was unsustainable uh, being in academia these, way, uh, these days. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's few and far between the institution that will stand up for actual intellectual inquiry and the pursuit of truth, the, the basic educational mission. Right. I think it's it's so dangerous, and I'm glad you pointed out it's not a conservative liberal thing or anything like that, but the, the American university system is probably the greatest engine of uh, the growth of knowledge and science and saving lives and advancing humanity that's ever existed on Earth. And it, it, to a... You know, our opinion is it's rotting, and, and it's far too important to be left to academics. I think people need to understand how dangerous this is. I think that's right. Um, you know, the academia is an important institution in American society, uh, and I think it's in terminal decline. I don't think um, I'm very pessimistic. You know, American society writ large, I, I, I see lots of good things. I'm, I'm optimistic. But, but academia, I think, has gone past the point of uh, no return and to be clear, this is not kind of the same age-old complaint that conservatives have about uh, universities being too liberal going back decades. I, I think the ratio of, you know, the political spectrum, students, faculty, liberal, conservative, moderate, whatever, at, at, at universities is probably no different now than it was when I was in college 25 years ago or in law school 20 years ago. The problem is the administrators and the growth and the bureaucratic bloat has become such that administrators kowtow and placate the radical, illiberal elements such that uh, it shuts down the, the, the genuine uh, discourse and the search for truth and being able to consider ideas that you might not agree with. So the, the, the Overton window, the acceptable range of policy views, has shifted radically to the left and, and, and narrowed, and it's, it's made it untenable for uh, a lot of faculty and, and a lot of students. 
Yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, the argument goes back at least as far as William F. Buckley when he wrote God and Man at Yale in the 50s, I think, and complaining about yeah. the university system then, and it's gone, come a long way from there. We're talking to Ilya Shapiro of the Manhattan Institute, and before we get to specific Supreme Court cases, speaking of institutions that are a punching bag these days, uh, what do you make of the, the image of the court uh, in popular politics uh, right now? Um, you know, the Supreme Court has uh, long been part of political discourse, and judicial confirmations have long had politics attached to them. I mean, uh, George Washington had a Supreme Court nominee rejected for political reasons by the Senate. Now, politics has played a, a role in different ways uh, over our history. What's different now is that you have divergent interpretive theories that map onto partisan preference at a time when the parties are more uh, ideologically sorted and polarized and they've been since at least the civil war if not uh if not ever uh and so you have this uh you know uh, ratcheting up to, to 12 every time there's a vacancy in one of these uh precious seats and the only way to fix it isn't by kind of these reforms structural or otherwise or how you conduct hearings uh but uh, make the court less important not have it decide half a dozen of the most important political issues in american life uh, every every June, uh, return decision making uh, to the states and to Congress for that matter, rather than to the executive branch that, that gets sued. Um, but um, you know, that's not an easy fix. That's not an overnight fix, and it took us decades to, to get to where we are now. I I, I got to go back to something you said just a few seconds ago, and I don't know exactly how you worded it, but as politically as divided as since the Civil War, if not more. Um. I think the parties are as uh, in terms they're they're sorted ideologically. That is, you don't have conservative Democrats, you don't have liberal Republicans uh, in, in in Congress, uh, and polarized the the kind of the peaks or the median of both parties are are more separate than huh. I think. Yeah, than I think at least the Civil War. Interesting. Several giant decisions in this latest Supreme Court session that have gotten a lot of attention, to say the least. But before we get into the specific cases, the president in recent weeks, since the decisions came down, has talked about how radical this court is and how out of step with the mainstream of, uh, of America, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, most of us who are a little older have lived with a left-leaning Supreme Court our entire lives. Now we have one that is right-leaning. How, where, where does it fit in on the radical, out-of-step scale, in your opinion? Well, that, that's all just political posturing, and I think a lot of this is driven by media misinformation about what Roe v. Wade actually stands for, what overturning it actually means. Um, I think a plurality of Americans... Uh, uh, most Americans reject both the kind of uh, uh, no abortion at all from, from conception, uh, and they also reject, you know, no restrictions at all through nine months. Um, uh, in Europe, most countries have restrictions past somewhere like 10 or, or 14 weeks. And so the, the, the law at issue in Mississippi is actually more liberal than the law in, in France, for example. You know, now states are, are becoming more restrictive after this decision. But um, I, I think there's just a lot of uh, political posturing and demagoguery uh, uh, over over these issues. At the end of the day, uh, when it comes to political opinion, and we have a midterm election coming coming this fall, I, I don't think uh, you know what what we've been uh, uh, treated to the last few weeks in terms of the political discourse is really going to matter surrounding Supreme Court. People are going to vote their 
their, their pocketbook and, and uh, the, these other crime and, and whatever other concerns, um, you know, the, the court, I think, will, will, will muddle through. It's still respected much more than Congress or the president. Uh, what other case or cases do you think were particularly important or uh, impactful? Well, there were there were about half a dozen this term that make it such a blockbuster term. I don't want to uh, understate the importance or significance of this term involving uh, the right to, to, to bear arms, the Second Amendment case in New York, a couple of religion cases, school choice or prayer by a, by a coach uh, after a football game. But, you know, the one that I think will have the longest lasting uh, effect on jurisprudence, the one that will have the biggest impact on governance, is an administrative law case involving uh, EPA regulation of greenhouse or climate change causing uh, emissions, West Virginia versus EPA. There, the court said that uh, the EPA or any federal agency can't just take upon itself huge regulatory authority unless Congress has specified that. And the court talked about what it called the major questions doctrine. That is, if there's some law or regulation that's worth a significant amount of uh, economic impact or societal impact, uh, the court is not going to allow that agency, be it the EPA or the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Labor Department, what have you, this, this goes across, goes far beyond climate change, it will not allow the agency to just take upon itself that massive power. Congress has to be the one to take the political hit and make that uh, politically potentially controversial uh, decision uh, to regulate, to give the agency that authority. I think we're going to see uh, that impact across a range of policy issues. So uh, it, it, it drives me nuts. I mean, you touched this uh, on this already, the way the media was talking about the abortion decision and also the media, the way they, they talked about this EPA decision as if the Supreme Court, what the Supreme Court announced was they don't care about climate change as opposed to the role of agencies in making law versus uh, versus Congress. I mean, is that... Is that well? Am I right about that? Is the media just so far off track yeah. of understanding what the Supreme Court does? Yeah, the the, the court did not pronounce on what uh, environmental regulation should be in place. It didn't pronounce on which abortion regulation should be in place. Uh, it didn't even pronounce on on which uh, uh, firearm regulation should be in place. Other than that, you can't completely ban the carrying of firearms. The Second Amendment has the the right to keep and bear. Uh, arms. So I, I think there is a lot of uh, uh, misreporting. Uh, a lot of reporters, even without being in good in bad faith, are in kind of progressive bubbles. And so there's this narrative that develops that, uh, frankly, doesn't doesn't do a, a good service to anyone, regardless of what your political views might be, because it it doesn't explain what exactly is at issue and what what the court rules. So I realize you could probably write a 500-page book on this topic, but we talk a lot about uh, whether the times we're living in these days um, are just a pendulum swinging outward in the way that, like, the late 60s, cities were burning, assassinations, you know, bombings, domestic bombings were going on, but things calmed down and settled down, and then, you know, the next couple of decades were pretty prosperous and reasonably stable. Are we just going through a rocky patch, or do you think... You know, the siloing of information, social media, et cetera. Are we heading down a, a, a new road? Well, are we in these historical cycles? Uh, indeed, people are drawing parallels to the late 60s, and the former Japanese prime minister was just assassinated. Are we going to have more political violence? People are drawing parallels to the last pandemic, the, the Spanish flu 100 years ago, uh, after which we had the roaring 20s. People forgot about 
all the turmoil from the pandemic and World War One, and, and we had a, a, a great economic boom and, and social development in various ways. I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's as, as Yogi Berra said, it's hard to make predictions, especially about the future. Uh, and, you know, there are, there are good things. There are historical comparisons. Uh, even though inflation is high, it seems like economic growth isn't too, too bad these days. Unemployment, it seems to be fairly low, at least in, 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 in many states. Um, but, but you have this political polarization and you have the, the wild card of the uh, Internet and, and social media and, and digital information flows that seem to uh, nationalize every, every single issue and instantaneously uh, convey uh, 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 information through false or, or opinions. Uh, 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 immediately. So it's, we're certainly living in interesting times, and you know, I don't have a, a very good crystal ball. Um, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic about many things. Uh, I have two little kids. I have two more on the way. I'm uh, trying to you know, build a, a good family life for myself, and I think the more that people focus on themselves and their families rather than you know, getting, getting upset about these uh, 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 abstract issues that don't directly uh, affect them, I think the, the better we'll We'll all be as a society. I couldn't agree with that more. Wow, yeah, that's an absolutely terrific topic or a statement to end on. Uh, this is kind of a highbrow joke for a couple of halfwits, but I think you might enjoy it. Uh, I read this the other day. Somebody said, yeah, we're going to have the Roaring Twenties again, only this time we're Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Ilya Shapiro, Director of Constitutional Studies at the Manhattan Institute, just enjoyed the heck out of the conversation. I hope we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thanks a million. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my sexy pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. About a buck ten or so in uh, Phoenix, Arizona yesterday, but the parking garage, if you've ever been a rental car place at Phoenix Airport, is about 175. That's where we should keep prisoners for interrogation, is the car rental place. <laughs> At the Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix, Arizona. You're in favor of heating the truth out of people? What's wrong with you? Barbaric! If they're willing to yes, do it to barbaric! If they're willing to do it to me to get a, you know, a mid-sized sedan to drive the family around. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. What do you do? We offered them money to use a car for a little while. Oh, speaking of that sort of thing, so I told you about Woody Williams, the, the last World War II Medal of Honor recipient who passed away. Excuse me, yesterday, I guess it was. I got the COVID, sorry. Anyway, uh, I don't. An officer told him, you got to break through the line of pillboxes. You know what a pillbox is? It's one of those concrete or brick or or whatever else uh, little huts that they build with a slot for a machine gun or guns or whatever. It's essentially a trench, but above ground that the defender can shoot from. Well, Over the next four hours, he destroyed seven pillboxes with, well, he responded to the officer, I'll try. He destroyed seven pillboxes with six different flamethrowers. It was just another day of battle as far as I was concerned. I was just the guy who was trained to do the flamethrower. So he cooked good seven pillboxes full of uh, Germans. Nazis. Nazis. Well, yeah, it's a hell of a day at work. Yikes mailbag you can email us don't you know mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com this is apropos nothing but i found it so astounding i thought i would bring it to you patrick from the hills writes dear rocket and old simple jack my mom is a realtor in the gold country that's uh, the part of california east of sacramento where gold was discovered beautiful foothills and rivers and stuff like that anyway uh, my mom is a realtor in the gold country just found out that one of the parties that bid on the house she's listed brought along a child actress to play their daughter to curry sympathy. What? I've been thinking about it. I'm not sure if I despise them or admire them for the effort. What? They need to stop inventing new kinds of crazy. It's stressing me out. Wow! (laughs) How about that? Well, gosh, we've been looking for houses for weeks now, and our little girl, she just needs a place to settle. I mean, I just... I just want a house I can grow up in! Nice job. Here's your 20 bucks, kids. Kid, now get lost. Oh, my God. I don't know if I want to live next to people who do that sort of thing. (laughs) I got to believe that sort of behavior is part of a package of other things that people do that I might Mm. not like so much. Yeah, that's... (laughs) 
<laughs> Although, you That's know, hilarious. It, given the brutal, soon to be cooling off uh, uh, housing market, especially in, you know, some of your hotter destinations, I mean, if you get outbid or pushed out or whatever of like half a dozen houses in a row, I'd start to think of what I could do to crack your, that. Nut. Your first thought is hire a child actor? My child, first one, but I'll get there eventually. That is hilarious. I'll put a lemonade stand right there in the yard. Oh, mister, come on. Goodness, that little girl is so cute. (laughs) Honey, I think we should sell the house to them. (laughs) Well, there's a higher bidder, but that little girl, she's tugging at my heartstrings. (laughs) I'll play every night in my bedroom. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, oh, my. The Bible. <laughs> That's right, sir. Thanks, Patrick. That's extraordinary. Then you got to get an elderly person and you wheel them on. And I just, my oh. dying wish is to die in this little. <laughs> Too much. Too much. Oh, oh my All right. God. <laughs> Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.